Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host, Silwan. Great to be with you. It's been a crazy week of travel all over the country basketball tournaments here and there. I am back with you to further discuss something we talked about last week, the Hillsong scandal and their pastor, Carl Lentz, and what it means for us as a country. I almost feel like I'm piling on, but I think this is a moment in time that can't go without a comment that must be examined. As we learned, the pastor of Hillsong, New York City, Carl Lentz, was fired when it came to light that he was having an affair. Subsequently, his wife was fired as a pastor. The church unceremoniously let him go. I commented how when he was fired, he, he put up a notice on Instagram that was a picture of him and his family from some million-dollar home looking over a lake, and he had a tux on, and his wife had a low-cut dress, and his kids were in equally audacious clothing. And I thought to myself, that's a pastor giving an apology about having an affair? Now, since then, we've learned more about this affair. I guess Pastor Carl pastor to the stars, met his paramour, Renine, in a park. She's a designer, 34, Muslim, very exotic looking. He introduced himself as, get this, a sports agent, refused to give her his last name. And she was okay with that. I mean, okay in the sense they started talking. They started having a relationship. I mean, to talk about how crazy our world has become, this woman, it was not so unusual that this person wouldn't give her his last name. They were sleeping together before it came up. You know what? You better give me your last name. We, we might want to have a little bit more trust than that. And then when he did and she looked him up and discovered he was this big pastor and had a family, even though, you know, in the, in the interviews now, she was alarmed by it. They kept having an affair. In fact, they had an affair until he was fired, till they were caught. At no point did she say, oh, this is bad. I better not do this. I'm, I'm helping break a marriage. Yet. No. To hear, her talk, hear, to hear her talk about him, he's the one with all the problems. But it continued. And now, look at the fallout. Now, of course, it's easy to point fingers at that. How so many of our churches have gotten caught up in celebrity culture. How pastors have gotten caught up in celebrity culture. How far away so many have gotten from teaching about humility. What it means to get down on our knees and follow Christ. What's demanded of us. Could go down that road of criticizing this for a long time, and I did. But today, I want to remind us of the backside of that. You see, Pastor Lenz is a prodigal. More than anything, we want to welcome him back. 
welcome him back with open arms. Because in a lot of ways, he's just a symptom. He's not the cause. He's a symptom of our culture. He's a symptom of our churches, of our politics, of our world. What's become of our culture? He's a symptom. We don't want our message to him to be, you're bad, you're no longer welcome. We want our message to be, you might be the first of sinners, but you're the first one we want to welcome back. The prodigal, one of the most beautiful of all the parables in the Bible. The loved son who does everything he shouldn't do, turns his back on his family, turns his back on his faith, loses everything, lives in pig slop, is welcomed back. And that can be hard, can it? You know, the prodigal's brother wasn't real happy that the prodigal got the fatted calf. Wasn't too happy that his dad met the prodigal out in the middle of the field hugging him. See, it's a danger that we have right now with what's going on in our world and our culture. The very people that we need to pray for the most are also the same people that we want to point our fingers at, that we are the most angry at, and it's going to get worse. And it's a battle that we're all going to face. It's a battle that's going to have to be done down on our knees in prayer and quiet. You know, today the kids were fighting. Different kids have different issues, different demons they tackle that they faced. Maximus, he's funny, but sometimes that funny mouth can turn into a mean mouth. And He had been a little mean to one of his siblings, and I called him up to the room where I was, and he said, what? what? I said, come in here. He came in, he started talking, and I just let him talk. And then finally when he was done, I said, just go sit over there. Why? What did I do? Just No, just, I want you to sit right there. And I just made him sit and not say anything. I didn't say anything to him. I just made him be there in silence. And he had a hard time being quiet, hard time not fidgeting. But eventually, he was able to. You could kind of see a peace come over him. And I looked at him and I said, you just need to learn to be quiet. You don't always have to talk. You don't always have to be right. You don't always have to argue. It's okay to be wrong. Just listen sometimes. You're the older brother. Don't, don't be the one calling names. Don't be the one setting that example. Now, as I sit there telling that to Maximus, I thought of that Pastor Lentz in New York. His whole life on a pedestal, always needing to be the one with the answers to look like what success is if you're a Christian. I imagine a lot of pressure built on him. And obviously, he did not handle the pressure well. He wallowed in it, in a sense, just like the prodigal. His family began to wallow in it. His wife wallowed in it. They both probably knew where their paths were leading to and the troubles they were falling into. But isn't it easy when we don't take time just to listen and to be quiet? And to let our faith and our life be about other people and about other things. But instead, it's about how popular we are and how funny we are and what words are coming out of our mouth and how attractive we are. And day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, second by second, choice by choice, 
we drift further and further away from what matters. And we can get so far away, so caught up in the world, that home seems so distant, that even though that God and the ones that love us would gladly welcome us back with open arms, we can't do it because it seems so far away. It's like a field that's endless that we look across. It's a horizon that is so far away we don't think we'll ever get there. And we forget that all you got to do is fall down to your knees. You just got to fall down to your knees. When I'm having a rough day, rough week, a rough year, and I rack my brain for what I can do to get out of it, usually just leaves me feeling frustrated. When I allow it to push me to my knees, to say, God, forgive me. God, have me back. God, show me the way. He does every time. And in those moments, I'm able to focus on the things that matter most. Simplicity, quiet, listening, helping others, family, friends. I hope that's what Carl Lentz will find. I hope it'll push him to his knees in a way. He's just got to shut up for a while and listen. I hope what's going on in our country now will do the same thing for all of us. It'll just push us to our knees. We just got to shut up and listen. If you're going through something similar right now, be grateful for the quiet, for the silence, for the opportunity to be so beaten up and battered and abused that all you can do is sit there and listen. That's where the most truth is. That's where peace is. That's how we escape the craziness going on around us. Just like the prodigal, coming home. Coming home. I'll be praying for Carl Lentz to come home and his family, his kids, his wife. Everyone impacted by that will continue to be impacted by it. I would pray that people in an honest way would welcome him back if he's ever ready to come back. And he would do so honestly, humbly, ready to change. The same thing for you, your family. Think about that today. If you want to get angry, if you want to get riled up, there's a lot in the news right now to do that. Heck, I've talked about it. Maybe I've been party to it. It's all right. But maybe today, just find yourself a quiet place. Get down on your knees and say, God, I want to come home. I'm tired. I'm ready to come home. So until next time, my friends, aim high. Spread your wings. Keep your eyes on the things that matter. Make that walk down the driveway you haven't seen in a long time and embrace what is waiting for you, my friends. The prodigal is welcomed and loved, and so will you. I'm your host, Siloan. Until next time, peace. You've been listening to The Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on The Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride.
Silhouette Green.